Just like you said. You turned the power to the device on. You didn't turn the power to the microphone on. You didn't tell me to do that. You said turn it on. You said plug it in, turn it on. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wedding Videography for Beginners. I am your host, Phil Beabout. And with me is my wife, Brittany. Sorry, we're discombobulated. We just tried recording this 10 minutes ago and realized that her mic wasn't recording. So, yay. yay. Gotta love technology. I did talk some mad shit, though, about how today is our 10-year engagement anniversary. And it was funny, but it's not funny anymore now. because No. You had to be there in that moment. That moment is gone. (laughs) The whole moment is gone now. (laughs) It's like it never even happened. Anyways, happy 10-year anniversary. Uh, Happy 10 years. Today, we talk about branding consistency across everything your couples are going to see. Cue the intro. Wedding Videography for Beginners is a place for all like-minded creatives to come together and learn all aspects of a wedding business. I am your host, Phil Beabout, and with me is my ride or die and lovely co-host, Brittany. We are wedding filmmakers in New England and love chatting about all things wedding related. We talk about not just the creative sides of our industry, but the business sides as well with some equipment talks sprinkled in between. We love bringing on guests that are more knowledgeable than us who can bring different insights to the table. So sit back, grab a pen and get ready to take some notes. You might want to brace yourself, too, because we have some real, raw, candid conversations with no filters. So let's get after it. I'm really bummed about the whole thing not recording because we had we had some pretty good content there and it's just. Uh, Yeah, it would be too painful to go over it again. Well, you can't. And like I was thinking about I was like, oh, well, maybe I could just go back. And no, I can't because your fucking mic wasn't turned on. So like there's no audio whatsoever. It's just me. It would be me talking. Bum, 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 bum. Okay. So today we're going to talk about the importance of branding. What is it? So obviously this seems like a no brainer, but it's your name, term, symbol, design, or combination of that identifies you, the seller, um, your products and or services. So why is this important? Your product identification is how your clientele distinguishes you from others, and it's also how they view your brand. So we went into this whole thing about how (laughs) do you want to be considered the Spirit Airline or the Emirates Airline? And the reason why we brought those two up is because they are very different. Your experiences Spirit is horrible. With either one of them is going to vary drastically. And of course you have everybody in between, which, you know, are moderate, okay. You know, you're gonna land safely. You didn't have to join in efforts I'm to take uh, three extra days. To uh land the plane. But anyway, so I will say though real quick, if Spirit does want to sponsor our podcast, I'm more than happy to change my tune and talk about how great of an airline they are. Oh no, that would be really <laughs> tough. That experience that we had it was awful. Was we horrible. Were, we were stuck on a tarmac in Orlando. With no air. Nothing. They couldn't even open the door. It felt we were, like I was sitting on the hump, you know, in the car where like there's no seatbelt. Have you ever 
And my mom used to have a Camaro and in the back there was two seats. And then in the middle of them was just like a hump where the third kid that isn't loved as much without the seatbelt. <laughs> oh, it's just times. so when you get in that front end collision, you go straight through yes. the windshield. <laughs> yes. Horrible, horrible. Hello, other car. <laughs> so anyways, um, Basically, this is just how your clientele is going to view you and what kind of like space you take up in their mind. Spirit does not take up a good space in my mind. Yeah, no, we sat on that tarmac for so long, the pilots timed out and then we had to wait longer to get a new flight crew. And then while we were sitting, we missed our connection flight because we were only supposed to be in the air for like... I don't know. It was like 30, 30 minutes. 40 yeah, it was minutes. a weird, they had us doing some weird puddle jumping flight from Miami to like Fort, whatever, Lauderdale. Yeah. So anyway, horrible experience. We don't want to be considered. Hashtag fly Delta. <laughs> we don't want to be considered like the uh, bottom. You don't want to be the spirit the airlines of videography. That's what Brittany, Brittany's trying to say. Yes. Shoot for the Emirates. <laughs> Absolutely. Never flown them, but I've only ever seen awesome awesome stuff emirates etihad yep so um basically brand equity is where um your clientele associate like what value do they associate with your brand um why is all of this important for things like repeat sales the best generator of repeat sales is satisfied customers and branding helps your consumers identify products and services that they wish to buy again and avoid those that they don't. So, I mean, obviously this all seems very um, forward and obvious, but I just wanted to get put out the like, I don't know, terminology and I guess the the main ideas behind branding because it isn't just your, you know, the about exposure or your emblems or whatever. Like it has a greater context than that. And in order to get to this point, um, you have to do a little research into what you want to do, how you want to be perceived, and what kind of work and clientele you want to attract. So it's important that you know your target couple. Who are they? What do they like? Are they adventurous? Are they doing formal occasions? Um, where are they shopping? And Phil's going to get into this a little bit more. Um what, and you also know what you have to know what you want to shoot. So are you into shooting small, intimate gatherings? Are you, are your favorite things elopements where you're hiking or backpacking with your couple? Um, you know, do you enjoy shooting, shooting at multiple, um, locations, et cetera. So you have to ask yourself, if I could shoot one type of wedding every single weekend for a certain clientele, who would they be and what what would these e- occasions look like? Do you want to add anything? No, I was just letting you finish. Okay, but I'm I'm done. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. So, let's let's talk about research. 
And I, you know, I think a lot of people, they struggle to answer a very basic question. And I don't mean that as in like, Oh, it's so basic. It's just, I mean, it, it's just a very, what is your ideal couple? And a lot of people cannot articulate who that is. And you have to have that foundation of who I want to work with in order to isolate what your brand is going to be. Otherwise you're going to have like the shotgun approach to where you're trying to appeal to everybody. And if you try to appeal to everybody, you're not going to appeal to anybody. So it's, you know, I've heard people say it over and over again, there's riches in niches and that could not be more true. Like there, there are always, there's always a niche. Like I've said this over and over again. Like if you want to do Gothic weddings on Tuesdays in Salem, Massachusetts, I guarantee you, you can make money doing off that. Like you can, but in order to figure that out, you need to realistically sit down and ask yourself, what kind of weddings am I drawn to? Like what, what am I drawn? What do I love filming? What do I love seeing? Like, what could I do every weekend and be just happy? So I'd also ask yourself, uh, so let, let's say that you start to, let, let's dig into that, right? And a lot of people talk about creating an avatar and that kind of stuff. But I would, if you have a few weddings under your belt, I would highly recommend that you go back through some of those weddings and then you pick two to three that you thought were your ideal client. And then you start to base your information off this. So you got to ask yourself certain questions like, what is your target demographic? Uh, Where do they shop? What stores do they enjoy going to? Are they Louboutin and Louis Vuitton folks, or are they shopping at Gap and American Eagle? Patagonia or REI. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't, yeah, or, yeah, exactly. Are they shopping at Patagonia? Are they wearing REI? Well, REI is just a co-op, right? But still, that's a very specific demographic of people. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, What was I going to say? What's that? Arc'teryx. Mm -hmm. That's the one. Are they, they buying Arc'teryx equipment? That's unbelievably expensive outdoors equipment. Um, But how's their house decorated? Uh, what kind of wedding do you think that they're going to have? What's their ages? Are they younger, middle-aged? Are they older? You know, you need to start digging into these types of things. Are they religious? Are they non-religious? You know, uh, if they are religious, what type of religion? You know, are they Catholic? Are they Protestant? Are they Episcopalian? Like what, um, Yeah, this isn't to, like, discriminate against audiences either. This is just to, like, hey, if you like a certain type of... Yeah, if you want to shoot a Catholic wedding every Saturday, then shoot a Catholic wedding every Saturday. Like, like this is... It's important that you just, you know who you want to work with. Yeah, and that's, like, more on just a, a personal, like, how do you feel, like, do you get the warm and fuzzies when you're shooting certain kind of weddings? Because when you're shooting those weddings, your best, um, you can be better in interpreting that story. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I said, it's not to say that you don't take other weddings or anything like that. You take what you, you get and what you enjoy doing. And obviously not every single wedding you shoot is going to fit into this format, but for the sake of your branding, and the types of couples that you want to 
attract, it's not so much about specific demographics. It's more about their lifestyles, their personalities, and the things that they enjoy as well. You're going to relate better to someone who is outdoorsy if you enjoy being outdoors. If you're like me and mosquitoes are your arch nemesis, that might not be your first thing that you choose to do or want to be with because you're so busy swatting at mosquitoes that your footage is we we do have some we do have some amazing footage of Brittany with a monopod and it vibrating all over the place because she's trying to swat a swarm of mosquitoes that is only bothering her because it was the ceremony you were it was horrible next to a I bunch looked of down people. at my legs and the guests that were sitting right in front of me saw them and they were just I was wearing pants too and they were just all over my legs. Well, you have those like Capri thingies. Yeah, but I could, ugh, it was just, it was horrible. I hate mosquitoes. So you got to start digging into the demographic data. You have to start to understand. And the reason why the demographic data is important, because one thing that we learned in nuclear is rip off and duplicate. There is nothing wrong with ripping off and duplicating. And what I mean by that is you have some of these brands like say Patagonia, Louboutin, that kind of stuff. They spend millions of dollars a year doing their branding. And if you have couples that are attracted to a brand, say let's use Patagonia for the, for example, that's attracted to Patagonia, then you need to be on Patagonia's website. You need to be looking at their fonts. You need to be looking at the way that their website is laid out. You need to be looking at the verbiage. verbiage. Yeah, the verbiage that they are using. Like what keywords do you see over and over and over again? And the reason why this is important is because if you know that your couple is going to websites like Patagonia, then you can model things off of these websites and then they are more comfortable because they are seeing something familiar when they go to your website. Not only that, these huge companies have a marketing department. Yeah, they have they budgets and they do it's like a million tons little gremlins running around doing this stuff. Right. So take advantage of that. Yeah. 100%. What colors are they using? Yeah. Like there's, there's so much data that's out there for free. You just need to dig into who you want to appeal to. Mm -hmm. That way you can build something that is going to be familiar and what they're going to consider a normal experience, like what they're used to seeing when they're on the internet. Right. They're also going to value that. And they're also going to attach that equity with that brand yeah. With to you, to you. So, um, what, what did I want to say? There was something I'm bouncing back and forth between a couple of different documents right now. So bear with me. So what you should do is sit down and start to map out keywords that you are seeing across multiple brands, you know, websites, you know, one, one really good thing that I would highly encourage everyone to do. And we, we briefly talked about it on the last episode was, um, a day or two after a couple books with us, we send them a post booking questionnaire. And I of course do not have it pulled up in front of me right now. You're probably going to hear the audio of a wedding film turn on as I'm trying to 
We send out a post question, a post booking questionnaire because where is that at? Is that on our templates? Hold on. Give me two seconds. Let me catch up to them after we call it the after booking questionnaire. And that questionnaire has a handful of questions. One, when you were looking for a videographer slash filmmaker, what was most important to you? When you were looking for a videographer slash filmmaker, what were your biggest concerns for hiring one? What are some of the challenges you ran into picking a videographer slash filmmaker? Just when you were about ready to commit to booking us, what was one thing that was holding you back? And was there anything on our call or through our emails that you think we could have done better? So I always send out those questions because that's chock full of information. And one of the things that we geared our website to are couples that are looking for authentic, non-traditional films that they're going to view as like a timeless heirloom. And the reason like we came up with these words is because we did a mix of where are our people shopping? What are they doing? uh, And then the questionnaire, because the questionnaire starts giving you just gold when it comes to figuring out your brand, because the couples that are booking you and want to book you are going to tell you why. And over and over and over again, the word authentic kept coming out. People loved our colors because they looked very natural and they like express the day. And then they also said that our films were authentic and they didn't look, uh, posy. Posy. Yeah. Is what we get. Like, it doesn't look like we're taking a still photograph and putting, uh, a Ken Burns effect to it. So the reason why I'll give you a really good example. Um, the last we we booked a couple, a couple of weeks ago, And, uh, on the call, she had mentioned to me that she was referred to us from a friend of ours, a photographer. And she told the photographer that she wanted somebody who could make a genuine, authentic film that, uh, represented her and her partner. And she came to our website and all over our website, you see the words authentic non-traditional and that can just over and over again. And on the call, she told me the reason why I reached out was one, we had a good recommendation from a photographer, but two, she was like, we want an authentic film. And she's like, and it looks like you create these, you know, good authentic films. She's like, your website even said that they were authentic. <laughs> like she brought we're telling that up. them what they want to know. Yeah, no. They so it's, see. You have that uh, consistency with that verbiage across everything. And we got that from asking questions and doing research. So again, like don't, don't hesitate to go to like Patagonia's website and see what they are doing. Did you want to do the next section or? Yeah. So what, what do you do now once you use, once you have this data, 
So like Phil said, you need to be consistent and you need to use that language across all platforms. So that's your website, that's your Instagram, that's your Facebook, that's your TikTok, that's across your brochure, your HoneyBook or whatever um, CRM you use. You want consistency across all your platforms because that just makes everything look super clean. It makes it look professional And like Phil said, like rip off and duplicate. If I'm going to be honest, like we don't pay someone to come do our website. We um, try our very best to do it. It's not easy to be consistent across all platforms, but you do your best and you want to like definitely try to make it look as consistent. Um, We eventually will get to a point where we pay someone, a designer, um, to, yeah, yeah, I'd love to have like a professional come in and do it. Yeah. It's definitely something that's like on our list of things to do. It's very expensive and granted nothing against designers. Their work is amazing and they're well, it's, probably it's worth, definitely worth every it. yeah. penny, but it just hasn't been budgeted for us yet. It hasn't been high on the priorities because, because you're too busy wanting to go to engage five times a year. Oh, Jesus. So expensive. Um, so anyway, that's all me, by the way. That's not her. It's me. Yeah. We, we try our best to be consistent across platforms. And I can't honestly say what specific, um, websites I was looking at, but I personally just like a clean look when it comes to a lot of things. And I think there was like compost coffee or something like also, just look at websites that oh, yeah, you, you like. Were that website. yeah. um, websites that you find to be clean and or relatable to you and your audience. There's a lot of people that do a great job at being um, consistent with their colors across platforms and their styles. Like we have a good friend that her her I don't want to put her in a box and say that she's only like light and airy, but she does a really good job at branding and her photos match her website and her website matches her Instagram. And it just looks very concise, very, very well put together. So don't be afraid to take inspiration from other websites that you like, but also have in mind that you want your verbiage to match that as well. Take some time, look at other websites, look at the, like Phil said, the clientele that you have and find patterns and things that they like and things that you like. And, you know, if you're big on adventurous couples, like Phil said, Patagonia, REI, But also look at the way, like using your own footage, how that can um, relate. So if you have done elopement ones, make sure that those are front and center on your website. Like everything that you want to do is your focus. Yeah, I think there's there's a couple other things, though, that we need to talk about. One, there is a... um, I guess I shouldn't say theory, but there's in marketing, there is a term called the customer's pain point, which doesn't physically mean pain. It just means like what's agitating the customer. 
And it's important that you identify that for your target demographic because you need to be the one that offers the solution to it. So, you know, keep using us as an example. Obviously, our couples believe that they they want an authentic film. They've said that over. They want a genuine, authentic film. So that's their pain point. They need to find someone who can deliver them a genuine, authentic film. So you need to be able to, uh, what's the word I'm talking, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, articulate yes. how you can deliver that authentic film. And you need to be able to articulate it through every form of media that you have. And then also while you're on the discovery call with them, you're going to, cause you're, you, you want to ask them questions uh, to kind of pull that data out so that you can just sit there and explain to them like why, why you were the one that can do that pretty much over everybody else. I mean, that's, you know, what, what I was talking to some people about over the last couple of weeks is at the end of the day, as much as, you know, I'm not a salesman and I'm not trying to sell someone uh, a wedding film. We are selling ourselves like at the end of the day, like you, you do have to kind of sell yourself because there's, you know, there is quote unquote competition. And uh, you know, if you want to book a wedding, you have to be able to distinguish yourself from uh, the other people in your market. And the first place you're going to do that, is through your website and your social, social media, media platforms. The yeah. first look inside of your business that your client gets is through those windows. Yeah. So let me give you guys an example. Uh, if you are on our Instagram, which is be about exposure, feel free to follow us. Uh, <laughs> if you are on our Instagram, my name on Instagram is not Philip and Brittany. It's not be about exposure. It literally says luxury Boston wedding videographer because those that's in the search area. So when somebody is searching for terms, those words are going to come up. So it, it, for those of you that didn't know the name on Instagram is what is actually searched, not the name, not your like at profile, that kind of stuff, but the actual name that you put into your profile is what can be searched. So we have luxury Boston wedding videographer. Then it has where we're featured, but then it has two simple words underneath it, intentional and authentic. So there's point one. Our couples want an authentic, genuine, non-posy, et cetera, et cetera. So right there, authentic, intentional that just says Boston worldwide, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there's point one. So now they go there and they see it and they're like, Oh, Phil and Brittany are authentic. I like the videos on Instagram. Let me scoot over to his website. Our H one header, which is the big bold header that is first on your website literally says Boston Cape Cod wedding videographers, authentic, intentional story driven wedding videography. So now you have these two points that are matching up. It talks about uh, we capture commitment through visual storytelling. We create unique and unforgettable wedding films for nostalgic couples. And it says being Boston and Cape Cod wedding videographers is our passion. Then there's another little blurb when you scroll down that also talks about authentic color grading and that kind of stuff. Uh, because these are all things that our couples and you know the people that we've kind of chatted with 
have all mentioned. So now they come to the website. They see all the same consistency across the board. The font that's on the website is the same font that I use inside of the brochure because we use the same stuff across everything. That way it's not, uh, it's not jarring. You're not going to see Helvetica, then Playfair display, then Montserrat, and then, you know, wingdings. You're not going to, this is probably my favorite font ever, but you're not going to see that stuff, uh, across any of our things, all of our fonts, even in Vidflow. When we deliver the film, I am using the same font that is on. Well, it's actually the closest font that I could find because you can't upload custom fonts. But the uh, the closest one that I could find to match ours is in Vidflow. But when the couple gets our brochure, it says an authentic narrative designed to last and be passed down for generations. That's how our brochure starts. And then we have a picture of the couple. Uh, we go through our little introduction again, then you have a review, then it goes through our collections, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So everything that our couple is looking at is saying the same message over and over and over again, because we know that our couples care about that authentic film. So we leaned into that pretty heavily. But it's also something that we like. It's something where we feel comfortable. Those are the stories we want to tell. And yeah, like when it comes to uh, when we were talking about like um, religious, non-religious, that kind of stuff, we prefer to shoot weddings in one location. Like it's just one, it's easier on the day. And two, you know, to be real honest, like I love incorporating the narrative throughout the film. I love taking the pieces that people are talking about throughout the day and putting that throughout the film. One thing that you get when you were doing, say, a Catholic mass is that it's the same stuff for the most part over and over and over again. And I really enjoy recording when there's like a family member that is officiating Mm -hmm. that, you know, knows the couple and they have like funny stories that everybody knows. And, you know, they have this like, like uh, a deep seated relationship with the couple already. And that's just what we prefer to shoot. Plus it's also easier because you're shooting everything in one spot. Yeah. But so. also, oh yeah, that's like the, <clears throat> that's, the main reason. I mean, one of the, you the drive around all, all over hell's half acre. No, but also like it gives the couple the freedom to write their own vows and to be vulnerable and in front of their core group of friends and family. And when you get into some of these religious, um, establishments that is stripped away. And obviously we've done plenty of them. We make it work. We, but we have to pull from other parts of the day to kind of. Yeah. And that goes back to what we were saying earlier. When you're shooting the films that you enjoy shooting, it makes it easier for you to tell their story. And that's how it is for us. Like we, I have more of a connection when I'm standing there watching a groom, uh, you know, ball his eyes out talking about 
whatever story, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's a deeper connection there than it is when, uh, there's people that are just kind of, they're, they're sitting over by the pews and, you know, the priest is going oh, to- talking over the bride as she's repeating what he says oh, yeah. and he's cutting her so in, off. Yeah. And in the last, in the last, uh, film that we edited, um, the last one I've actually shot and edited the, uh, the priest wasn't allowing her not in like, not right, wrong or indifferent, but as he was like, and I take you instead of just like letting her say, and I take you and then pausing, he was starting to say the next line, like in the middle of her saying, and I take you. So it was super rushed and also unbelievably difficult to edit because you can hear his voice saying other words as she's saying the pre. So it was, you know, it's, it's just different dynamic. And for some people, they love shooting in churches. Like that's their thing. And more power to you. Do you yeah. like, we, ain't, we ain't make sure you showcase that. Yeah. Make sure make that's sure. like front and center traditional. Yeah. And that, well, let's go back to branding. Like, let's talk about that because we, you know, it's just a personal preference. Like we enjoy shooting a different type of ceremony. So on our website, we do not have any films inside of a church. And we've shot and some beautiful films. And we still get a ton films. of inquiries for churches. <laughs> yeah, no, we still shoot them. And we're going to take the business that we get and we're going to run with it. And we will be right back. Are you tired of aimlessly flipping through mediocre at best music for hours? Do you find yourself wasting valuable time on projects just trying to find that perfect song? Bring in Musicbed. The first time Britt and I looked at their library, I remember saying, we could use any of these. Musicbed has a massive library of elite musicians used by brands like Nike, Samsung, Apple, and ESPN. Having a hard time finding that perfect song? Reach out to a specialist who can help do the searching for you and create a list of songs specifically for your project. Imagine the amount of stress reduction you would have with music selection being a breeze. Imagine how much time you can save during an edit by having a massive library of meticulously selected songs. What would that do for your productivity or quality of life? Musicbed is your solution. Click on our link below to see our hand-selected playlist. Use code WVFB at checkout and get your first month free when you sign up. Musicbed was simply a lifesaver for us. Tired of paying an enormous price for your website? Are you paying more than 12 or 13 bucks a month for multiple websites? Because we're not. We use Cloudways. You can pick your own server, pay as you go, no lock-ins, and get a free SSL certificate. Cloudways uses WordPress applications, which are included in the price. Did I mention that they will migrate your website over for you for free? Plans start as low as 11 bucks a month. We run all three of our websites off of a Vulture server through Cloudways, all for half of what the leading website host costs per year for one. Save yourself time and money with Cloudways. Click on our affiliate link below to start your free trial. You'll never look back. We didn't. And now, back to the show. If you were to ask us what our preference is and what couples that we're, you know, targeting, it's going to be the couples that want to have that, like, fun, um, not, I guess strict isn't the right word, but, like, super form, like, all the formalities of, you know repeat after me type stuff. Like we have like the 
stories we want to tell are the stories that are being told to us on that day. And that's being told to us through our couple's own like words, words. Yeah. Yeah. So just make sure that you are using the same things across everything. Uh, you know, our email templates have the same style of font. Our, the verbiage that we use in our emails matches what you see on the website. Like all of that comes from, and mind you, we didn't do, it's just me and Brit. It's not like we had this like team of people that was like pouring, like we didn't do hundreds of hours of research and that kind of stuff. I think we probably spent an evening boozing and, uh, but why would you laugh? Uh, cause it's probably true, but, um, <laughs> but just going through and asking ourselves like, here's 10 of our films. We really enjoyed these three and then go to those couples, Instagrams, see what accounts they follow, see what products they like, see what kind of clothes they're wearing. Like you can start to just reverse engineer things that you already have. And then, I would definitely encourage you doing an after booking questionnaire because those are going to have a ton of stuff. Now, mind you, ours are getting fewer and fewer because as we're booking more through planners, the planners, you know, they're not going to, it's it's not that against the planners. There's no need for them to fill it out. Like they're, they're, we're getting booked because the planners, you know, obviously enjoy working with us and that kind of stuff. So it's not, um, you know, they're not going to keep filling the form out every time they book us. No. But, and some of that information, you know, like, I don't know. You, some of your couples aren't going to fill it out. They just, can't that's be true. Bothered yeah. Don't, don't it. be, yeah. Don't, don't, don't be sad it. or anything. Yeah. If they don't fill it out. But I'll, the, the information that you get, like, you know, take it to heart and learn from it and grow from it. And, um, it's valuable. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would definitely focus though on, uh, what did they find difficult about booking? What was holding them back from booking? And then, um, like what was their number one concern? Like what, what were they kind of looking for that they were worried that they weren't going to find? And I would really showcase those pieces because that's going to be different for everybody that's listening. Like they are target couple and that kind of stuff is not the same as probably half the people that are listening. You know what I mean? So it's like, these are important questions that you need to figure. Like you can't just copy what we did and then put on your, that's just not going to work. No, but you copy the format and you say, Hey, what are the types of like you ask yourself these same questions. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But they, but they have to ask them. They have to answer those questions and, you know, get that data from the couples. I would even, you know, when I was starting out, there were times where I thought that I had an amazing call with somebody, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, they booked somebody else and I would reach out and just ask them and be like, Hey, I, uh, you know, that's, I'm happy that you found somebody that you're comfortable with and I'm glad that you found the right fit. Uh, but could you give me any insights on what, what was like the major thing holding you back with us, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, they, a lot of times they'll send you an email back and they'll tell you like, oh, it was price or, um, I didn't like the way that you 
talked about wedding films or, you know what I mean? Like they'll tell you like what, yeah, no, what it was. I mean, we like specifically, I remember one, um, couple, we, we thought that they were like a perfect fit, but ultimately what it came down to was we didn't deliver a documentary style edit. Like they wanted like an hour long film and, um, it was upsetting because we just, I mean, but for us personally, we, we can't find a value in delivering something like that. Like sometimes, I mean, now we offer something kind of like that, but it's not like they they wanted an hour long, like highlight film, like a, like an actual edited. So if you have a song every four minutes, et cetera, and that's just, you know, if you're doing those more power to you, yeah, you there's riches and niches. You probably find that, you you know, probably got that couple from us. So but, <laughs> couples enjoy that. Yeah. I mean, I, I expect Netflix money if I'm going to make a Netflix film. <laughs> no, well, that's the so. thing is that, like, I feel like sometimes six minutes could be too long or, you know, 10 yeah. minutes is too long. It just feels like it's dragging out when you already, I mean, you know, the, the climax and the ending. So, I mean, it just feels like too much. And then when you're editing that, it's like, Oh boy. Like, you, you, don't, you don't find joy in that. So that's not what you want to do. So don't do those. <laughs> don't advertise that. Don't have that as part of your branding. Yeah. But just be ready to lose people and understand that if there's someone else that's doing it and that's what they want, that they're not going to go with you. And that's another thing, you know, speaking of that, just completely off topic. One thing that we've learned throughout the years is don't get attached. Yeah. Like there are times when I get off the phone call and I am just pumped. I'm like, yeah, you am going to hear from them in 12 minutes. And then you never hear from them again. And it's like going through a bad breakup and you just sit around and you're like, why, why? But Cue the, the sad song. Yeah. But uh, yeah, don't, don't get attached and don't read into it. If you're out of somebody's, but like there's been plenty of times, like I, like over the summer is a perfect example. I had a great phone call. This uh, couple was like, yep, you know, we want your eclectic package. We're going to add drone. We're going to do X, Y, and Z. And I was like, oh, sweet. And she was like, oh, uh, we'll get you everything over tonight. Never heard from him again. Oh, yeah. After, and they asked for the contract and the proposal. So it's not like it was, you know, me just being high. No, like they, they were like, yeah, you know, send us everything. We'll get you blah, blah, blah. So there you're going to have times where that kind of stuff happens and get, they ghosted us too. Like that was the other thing. Like I sent, started, I sent them, we have our after call follow-up, which we talked about in episode 75 and those all went through and I could see them reading all of them and they never responded back to us and their wedding dates already passed. So now, you know, there's no way of them popping back in and saying, Hey, you know, uh, so it's like, don't, don't read into that stuff whatsoever. Yeah, no, I mean, we've been ghosted by a planner and that is just kind of unacceptable. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. I'm not a fan of like planners yeah. know better. Yeah. Like it's okay to send me a, a, an email and be like, Hey, you're out of their budget or the couple hates your work. Like I'm okay with just tell me <laughs> what's going close on. The door. Yeah. I'll leave it open. But it, you know, instead though, it's nothing, which that's just that, that is annoying. Like don't, don't ghost another vendor. Right. But, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I mean, you got to maintain that. You got to maintain that consistency in your brand. You have to. I'm pulling up my notes. You 
branding is unbelievably crucial. Like branding is going to make or break you. And what I mean by that is you want people, you want a high influx of people to come to your website. That's the initial step of your funnel. But then you want your brand on your website to weed out the people that you just don't want to work with. And you know, that that's okay for people to go to your website and be like, you know what? I don't think these, these videographers, photographers, that kind of stuff. I don't think they're the right fit for us. That's okay. That's what you, that's what you want. Yeah. And then the people that want to work with you because they, they mesh with your work and they mesh with your brand, that kind of stuff. Those are the ones that reach out and where you start to see the effectiveness in your brand and that client experience that we just talked about is if you are getting a low amount of inquiries, it is very important that you have a very high percentage booking rate. So if you're only getting 10 inquiries a month and you need to book 20 weddings for the year, you need to be booking at least like three to four weddings a month to get there. So that's a 30 to 40% booking rate, which is high. If you're getting a thousand inquiries a month, your booking rate could be 5% and you're still, you know what I mean? So it's, it's very important that especially if you have a low amount of inquiries coming in, that your brand is on point and your client experience is on point because that's, what's going to convert folks that are getting on the call and that that's going to convert them over into bookings. So, uh, the other piece is if you are moving into higher end markets, your website, your brochure, you know, all that stuff needs to reflect that. Yeah. But also just like on a completely different note, which go ahead and change the subject. No, no, no. It's not completely different, but it's just about repeat sales and, you know, how are you going to generate more, um, satisfied customers? Like if, if your customers feel like you're worthy of, they appreciate, they value, you know, your, your business, your, your, they value your business. They're going to refer you. And people are not going to refer other people or businesses that they didn't enjoy working with or that, you know, they get a product and they're like, oh, Ugh. this does not reflect what I this thought I was getting. This is not an accurate getting. depiction of my That's the other thing. You need to be consistent. Yeah. Like that's, you know, when – Brittany has said this to me a few times. When a couple books us – they're booking based on the work that they've seen on our website and Instagram. She was like, they're never booking in the future. They're booking you from the past. And it's important that you maintain that consistency because that's what they're going to expect in their product. Yeah. And it's not just like you're going to improve through each what. So they like, well, you should be improving. Well, absolutely. Should they improving. should be getting a better product than your last couple. Like that's, I mean, in my eyes, that's exactly how it should be. Yeah. I would, I would say that, uh, you know, my ultimate goal when I'm done editing a film is that it's better than the last one that I just edited. 
there's different elements to it. It's just, it's a better, and it's not to say that the couple before that was not deserving. No. It's just, we're always trying to improve somehow. Like I want my films to get better. Whether that's through the footage, the color grading, the editing to the music. And one thing, like Phil said, that we're telling authentic stories. So, you know, they're all different. They're all unique. And we just like to play up the the aspects that make these um, these occasions what they are, which is unique. And whether like they've paid, you have to just listen. Like at the end of the day, like your client is telling you exactly what they want. And, you know, through your branding and whatever it is that you've conveyed, and if you've been so lucky as to book them, you are then just fulfilling that promise. And uh, hopefully, you know, you will have a satisfied customer and they will be uh, referring you other other business, whether it's corporate or weddings. I love you. And? Hope is a horrible business yeah, strategy. Well, I mean, <laughs> you got me, but. <laughs> Happy 10-year engagement anniversary. Engagement. Um, so what, if you, if you're in like our position, our couples are spending thousands and thousands of dollars on their wedding film. So they, they're expecting a different experience. They're expecting a similar luxury experience like they do with anything else that they're doing. Like if you go into, I don't shop in Louis Vuitton that often. Uh, but if you go in there, you're going to, you're going to notice a different environment than say foot locker. And that was the best I could come up with right there. I don't know why it was two things that I thought of in the mall. (laughs) So you, you need to remember, uh, if you want to be luxury, you better look luxury. Like they're going to expect different things. Or fill in the blanks. You want to be adventurous. <laughs> yeah, you want you want to be you want to be an adventure elopement videographer. Then you better look like an adventure elopement videographer. Birkenstocks, <laughs> hemp shirts. Uh, oh my gosh! So I'm only I think kidding. Beat this. I would love to do adventure like elopements. I think that they would be really really fun. Uh, because I I actually I get envious when I see like some of our friends oh, that are yeah, like no. gallivanting around the mountains and that kind of stuff in the snow because yeah. some of that stuff is just amazing. So don't, don't, I'm not, I'm not hating on them whatsoever. But it's not to say that we can't do that if it were ever to come knocking on our door. Like it just, but here's the thing with time. branding that probably will not because nothing that we have in our brand reflect and that's right. right, wrong or indifferent, but that is where branding comes in. Like, so the people that have isolated that, they're going to get those clientele and we're going to get different clientele. That doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just, that's how our brand has no, been right. set up. By looking at our website, you wouldn't know that we had like a camelback. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You wouldn't, I mean, you wouldn't know, know that we were physically active by any means. <laughs> right. Um, which is okay. But um, can I just switch gears real quick? Because there's been something that has been on my mind about. Does it need to be a new podcast? No, we've, we've talked about this before. Like this past weekend, we saw somebody have issues with their equipment. And as 
he or she was in the fluster of, you know, how do I fix this? Blah, 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 blah. In between posts, he or she then fell and broke said equipment. Oh, And then the first thing that was asked to them was, do you have insurance? And then they said no. Yeah, get fucking insurance. Get insurance. This should be a whole podcast. (laughs) It should be, but I mean, I know we've talked about it before, but I just like for anyone that is like just starting out. So you, yeah, you, you gotta have general liability insurance in case you break a vase somewhere and you also need to have equipment, equipment insurance. So this shit happens on accident all the time and it costs you less monthly than it does to replace an entire oh, piece FX3. of equipment. No, I know. It, it tore the lens mount out of the front of the camera. That's exactly what I'm getting at. And if your profit margins are low already, like you cannot afford to uh be in that kind of a situation. It might be cheaper to buy a new down. camera. You know what I mean? Like I because the lens was also destroyed yeah, too. Yeah, no, he or she, I don't remember what it was, really messed up their equipment. And then, I don't know if our friend has insurance. I didn't feel the need to ask, but he just had a drone. Oh, he just needs a new drone. That's a (laughs) serious one. If you're listening, you know who you are. You just need a new drone. That's all. That drone's older than I am. So... (laughs) Insurance ain't going to no, cover that. No, well, I just, like, I feel probably like- probably hasn't updated that thing in, like, five years. That it's so important um, that it could cripple your business if you don't have those kind of protections in place. Yeah, let alone if, like, your stuff gets stolen out of the back of your car or something yeah. like that. So don't, uh, don't take that gamble. PSA, get insurance. All right, so make sure that you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Do not forget to join our private Facebook group, Wedding Videography for Beginners. We have, we might have just crossed 500 members while we were filming this. Uh, Hit us up for mentoring. I really enjoy mentoring, so don't forget about that. And we hope everyone is staying safe and healthy, and we will see everyone in the next couple of weeks. All right, out. Are you backing up your footage? Is it seamless, running in the background, and easily available? Bring in Backblaze, the world's easiest cloud backup. Our workflow is so simple. We offload our footage onto our external drives. Then that evening, the files automatically start backing up into the cloud. There's nothing else for us to do. Imagine having the peace of mind that your footage is stored off-site in a safe location where you can easily retrieve it from your browser and that it is crazy affordable. That's Backblaze. Click on our affiliate link below and get one month free.